good friends it's another podcast episode and yet again i've changed my name it's been weird a lot of twists and turns ups and downs and just trying to figure out who the hell am i supposed to be which me am i supposed to be today i don't know if anybody's ever felt like that like are you going through an identity crisis? I almost feel like I'm 34 going through a midlife crisis. Dead ass. And I know at 34 you can't go through a midlife crisis. But I feel like I am. I feel like my whole life I've never really knew who I wanted to be. At least the majority of it, the majority of my life, I've been trying to be whatever everybody else was or whatever everybody else thought I should be. So much so that when I have a thought and I feel like it's too controversial or complex, I'll ask, what do you think? What do you think? Has anybody ever done that? the what do you think moment like you're like what do you think do you think that's a good idea do you think I should cut my hair do you think that I should move out of town do you think I should go on a date with this person do you think I shouldn't go on a date with this person why do you think that it's just a whole lot of wondering honestly like I get to the point where I'm like what the hell am I supposed to think at 34 I went through a whole lot at the end of last year with wanting to go back to work as a substitute teacher and being sick and my iron being low because I'm anemic and just trying to figure out when can I start my business. And then I felt like it was a push where I need to make more podcast episodes, where I need to make YouTube episodes and I need to create and I need to do all these things. And then there was still this part of me where I said, okay, well, maybe I need to take a break. Maybe I need to start my business now. Maybe I need to start a website now. So much so that I pushed myself this January to start my marketing campaign for my real estate business, for my family's real estate business, and I wasn't ready. And the real reason why that was a problem was because I do that a lot. When I know I'm not ready... And I make a decision that's going to affect our whole entire family, it becomes an issue. I was doing it based upon the hyphy. You know the hyphy. The moment when you have this really great idea that could be something really awesome. And then you go and tell your friends and they hype you up. Like, yeah. Or you tell your family and they're like, yeah. And even though these people are secretly in their mind thinking, this bitch can't do this. You still need that feedback because you're like, yeah, they're right. I should do this now. 
And then you do it. And then you epically fail to unreasonable proportions. But it's not because you're not prepared. It's because it's not the right time. I mean, I can't sit in here and lie. Last year, the whole year I was studying real estate. Even this year. Basically the whole year. Basically. <laughs> like, I was literally watching The Flip Man um, every day. So much so that every year, and every, I would call them, instead of calling them seasons, every year he made episodes, I would call them chapters. He's been doing it for several years. But every time he would have, like, you know... Like, I, I don't I don't know how I did it, but I would call them chapters. Like, I was reading a notebook. And I got to what I would call the last two chapters, or the last two seasons he's done. And I stopped. Because I thought, hey, I'm going to do this marketing campaign. Tomorrow I'm going to read keep on doing what I'm doing and studying real estate. Keep on doing it. Keep on moving, no stop, no. So that's what I thought I was going to do. And then what did I do? I met this guy the other day. I met this guy. Now, seriously, I got a call from our marketing campaign and thought to myself, wow, this could be a potential client. And it wasn't. If you listen to my last podcast about it, where it was an epic fail, <laughs> you will realize that it really created more tension and stress to an already chaotic, stressful situation. Let me elaborate. I went back to work because after being sick, and I was still sick then, I knew that we needed money. They called me in because the teacher um, had some family issues and they needed to be out for an extended leave. So I'm thinking I'm going to be there for two weeks, wind up being there for over three months. Now, right now, I'm not working as of now because of the coronavirus scare. So basically, I've been out. Haven't been getting paid. Um... Have I been getting paid? Yes, my last paycheck did fall. Now I'm waiting on this check to come from the government to help us get through. Okay, fortunately my spouse works. Fortunately I have a little something something. And, you know, we're okay. But there's still the very unsettling feeling that being a social teacher, you don't get paid when you don't work. So... Thought kept coming through my mind, conflicting my head. Like, should I be a parapro? I've been doing it for, I've been doing the same particular gig with the same classroom. Haven't been in a different classroom. I've been in the same classroom for several months. Should I be a parapro? I mean, lots of teachers are saying I'm great at it. And I know I'm awesome. And it seems cool. And I'm getting all the experience because I'm actually doing this and going in depth and doing what a parapro does every day. And I kept conflicting. One minute I'd say I want to be, the next minute I'd say nah. But the truth is, deep down, I have that thought. That Cardi B thought in my brain, that Beyonce thought in my brain, I'm a boss 
not a worker, bitch. I make money moves. And it keeps coming into my brain. And it keeps saying, execute. If you build it, they will come. I'm the lie. I know it's God. I, I know it's God telling me that you should not do this for the money. You love being a substitute teacher. You love teaching the kids. You will do that forever. But you need to be a boss and own your own time and your destiny. And even if I was just a parapro for five years, that still would be five years that I would be unsettled and unhappy doing something that I love. And that's crazy. That's crazy. I love being a teacher. I love it. When you're a substitute teacher, you're a teacher. When you're a parapro or a paraprofessional or a teacher's aide, you're a teacher. You don't have the bachelor's degree. Or maybe you do. I mean, I have an associate. Some parapros do. Some parapros don't. Some parapros have an associate in teaching. I don't. I have it in business. It's odd that my whole life I've wanted to be a teacher. I've wanted to be a business and a business mogul. And I wanted to do poetry and write and all these things. And now at the 34-year-old, I'm doing these things. And it brings the very real realization that I don't want to be a parapro to my thought process. But then it's like, if I don't be a parapro, (laughs) then what the hell will I be? I'll be a substitute teacher. I'll work on my businesses. I'll get it launched. And I'll work every day as a substitute. A lot of people say, well, since you're doing the substitute job every day, you might as well be a parapro. And with that logic, with that sound logic, I get it. But I've said to several people, I love being a boss of my own destiny. And I love being someone who is there for someone who really needs me. Because sometimes I see, and I've seen in the background, where teachers may become unappreciative of their parapros. And parapros may become unappreciative of their job as a subst- as a as a second teacher. They may become annoyed with the main teacher. And see, my thing is, I can't afford to do that. I can't because even as a parent, I'll be happy. I know that I was blessed and this was an opportunity, but there's still a thought in my head that people can corrupt you. Energy begats other energy. If you're around a bunch of negative energy and your light doesn't shine strong enough, you will suck up that negative energy. If you're around a bunch of positive energy and your Negative energy is not strong enough to stop the positive energy. You will suck up that positive energy. Then I think to myself, which me do I want to be today? Do I want to suck up the positive energy or the negative energy? And the thing is, I have to suck up positive energy. Because that negative energy ain't shit. I don't care if I have one listener or subscriber or 10 million They all mean a lot to me. I don't care if I get negative feedback or positive feedback. It all means a lot to me. It's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do. But it may hinder me a little bit if I break or fold. And here's where I am. I've had a lot of nightmares, bad dreams, issues, 
wondering, what the hell should I do lately? Ever since I've said that I wanted to be a parent pro, it started to ring in my head like a bad, broken alarm. If you're wondering why you hear all this echo and this, a lot of like heavy panting, it's because I'm trying to walk around and think. As a lot of people do, they walk around and brainstorm. (laughs) And so I'm feeding off the feedback of people. But anywho, I started to realize I don't want to be a parapro. I mean, I know there's benefits. I know. I know, y'all. I know the benefits are dope. I know that my mom says you can do this and that and you should be this and that. But my gut feeling tells me, no, girl, you should not be a parapro. You can do it. It'll help your family. But what would help your family more is to see your dreams come true. Not because of the fact that, you know, they want to see me going out and having all glitter and rainbows. But because being a substitute means that I can take a day off and go to my daughter's birthday. I can't do that as a parent. Being a substitute means that I can take a day off and go do what I need to do with my son. Being a substitute teacher means that if my son is sick for two weeks, yeah, you can take an extended leave as a parapro and get, you know, some help. But what if my son gets sick, my daughter gets sick, and my spouse gets sick, and then I get sick? And then, you know, we're good for a minute, and then what if they get sick again later? What if I need to go out of town? What if once I finally figure out, finally, which may take me 10 years, or five years, or two years, or one year, how to do my YouTube and execute it to the best of my ability, that I finally decide to do a meet and greet with people. And because of the fact that my kids were sick, I can't take that time off, so I have to wait until the summertime. And then once during the summertime, I have to do something else. And with my whole life is being... Bossed by somebody else. I mean, I don't want that. The reason why the anxiety and the stress and the nightmares came is because recently, I don't know if I really talked about this in the podcast. I really don't remember. I probably did. Valentine's Day happened. And of course, I was in the same class and I was around my kiddos and I decided, ow, stuff my toe, crap. <laughs> I decided to go ahead and, you know, be festive. I don't know why I said festive, festive, but festive. And put on my little sexy red dress, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was sexy. I just thought it was, you know, red and cute. Of course, I felt awkward a lot of times in it because it's kind of, you know, kind of a little, showing a little too much dad, a little bit. But I didn't really know what was going to happen. <clears throat> you know, I had lost a little weight. So I felt like, yeah, girl, we're going to do this. Went to work. Like I always do, walk to work with my daughter and my son. <clears throat> son went on the bus. I gave him a kiss because he gets takes the bus from the school. <laughs> my daughter 
went to her class, stayed with me, and then we went through the normal day, morning announcements, blah, 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 you know, checking of the folders, that's what I do, the next thing you know, principal come in, the other principals come in, attendant, you know, come in, and then a few minutes later, the principal comes back, and then asks me to come to the side, tells me that my dress it's inappropriate and then drives me home and I felt awkward inappropriate and embarrassed teachers saw me a lot of my african-american teachers saw me and felt like bitch did this really happen <laughs> and I was like yeah and I played it off like I was good but that shit hurt me because number one I felt embarrassed number two I felt like I wasn't dressed appropriately for the workplace I kind of felt awkward anyway because of the dress being short but there was a lot of beef, a lot of scuttlebug, if you will, about that situation. And I was like, all right, cool. I wanted to come in the house. I really wanted to walk home, cry, put on something else, and then finish the rest of my Valentine's Day with my kids. <clears throat> but I didn't because I didn't have any time. Somebody was in there. So that concerned me. It angered me. It was Valentine's weekend too, so it made me feel awkward. I could only wear the dress for a little bit. I wound up putting it back on the next day because we went out to Valentine's Day dinner. But I felt so embarrassed, humiliated. Like, who am I to wear this dress? Do I look pretty? Am I ugly in this dress? Is it awkward? I felt awful. I just really felt like everybody was staring at me. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like, seriously, like everybody's staring at you. <clears throat> but I really, really felt like that. And I was like, wait a minute, bitch. Who the hell are you to be downing yourself? Because somebody else said something. But then I was like, I can't help it. So then I tell my man what's going on with me. And he was like, yo, don't let somebody else do that to you. Like, that's crazy. And I'm listening to the voices of somebody else's opinion yet again. Hearing how somebody else can say, you're not good enough. You shouldn't be a boss. You should do the safe, the safe thing. You shouldn't get off of welfare. You should stay right here and do the safe thing. Or if you do, you should move right now because you live a life that is awful. And you need to be better. You're not good enough. Hell, my own mom said I didn't do something good enough. My dad said I was some other box of rocks. And then I came into that stupor. I felt all those thoughts and all those hateful things come back to me again. And then the things that fixed it. I realized that a lot of them people who said that shit, somewhere deep down, weren't happy. Jealous. Maybe envious of the fact that my fat ass could walk around with that dress on and have pride about it envious the fact that <clears throat> I love what I have and I have everything I need to build something that will make it someday and be colossal one day I'll be a name brand like Oprah I don't know what name I want to go by yet I don't know what my podcast is going to be called hell it could be the no name podcast but all I know is one day, when I finally get this shit together, 
I'll have my freedom. And I'll know what I want. And it won't be dictated by anybody else but me. I think that's the biggest thing about life. We all need to know what we want. Who we want to be. And don't be afraid to make a decision and go for it all the way. So what decision have I decided to go for today? What decision have you decided to go for today? Your friend, your uncle, your aunt. Ask them. Open up the line of communication to figure out where you want to go and where they want to go. And why is it important? I know right now, me, I'm going to be the best damn substitute teacher ever. I know that there possibly will be an opportunity to be a problem, but I won't do that because I won't be happy. It's not a deep down thing. I love my kids. I love helping the teachers, but I don't want somebody to tell me when I need to come in and what time I need to leave. I don't want that. I don't want to not be able to go to my daughter's birthday party. I don't want to do that. I don't want to not be able to do something with my business. I don't want to do that. I just want to be free, be a boss. That's who I am. I'm meant to be a CEO. I'm not meant to be somebody else's employee. I'll be damned if I work for somebody else again. So I can't be a sub. I can't be a substitute teacher that turns a parapro. I have to be a substitute teacher that turns CEO. I found myself in a situation. <clears throat> And this is one of the reasons why I feel like this is the case. I'm going to take a brief break. Give me some something to drink <clears throat> before I go back <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and get you some snacky snacks. Snacky snacks, 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 snacks. And I'll hit you back. Well, this idea is great. To come back from the brizzle after a nice refreshing drink. I like that. That's a great idea. <clears throat> well, guys, I don't know. But I feel like lately I've been in a whole different type of thought process. I think I was trying to push something that really wasn't meant for me to push it. There are things that I'm working through emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, with my health, with my physical and mental health, with my emotional health, spiritually, figuring out who I am. I feel like I'm in an eat, pray, love situation. Dead ass need to watch that shit today. Yes, I need to hook up my damn Roku, I call it the Roku. I need to hook that bitch up and go ahead and watch me eat, pray, love. I started watching it and I was like, uh, nah. And it wasn't because I didn't think it was a good movie. It looks awesome. And I love me some Julia Roberts. I love me some Jules. 
But my man was with me, and you know, he's not one of them type of people who's into watching no eat, pray, love. <laughs> no, he is not about to do that. So, I think I'm going to watch that today. If I don't watch it, yeah, I'm going to watch it today because it's 12, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. So, today's the day. So, anywho, back to the combo that we were talking about. Back to the coffee because the tea's too cold. <laughs> but anyway, um, seriously, um, I used to work at McDonald's. Um, if you listen to any of my earlier podcasts, you would know I used to work at McDonald's. And in working at McDonald's, um, and the thing is, I, I would say I'm a, a McDonald's employee kind of sewer, if you will, because I've worked at several different McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I've been to several McDonald's, so I feel like I know McDonald's pretty well. <clears throat> and in working there... I learned a lot. <clears throat> I learned a lot about being an employee, an employer, and a boss. And one of the things I learned is I don't ever want to work there again. Ever. But as many times as I say it, it's like a bad breakup. It's like seeing an ex-boyfriend and you know you've gone through a bad breakup with with your recent boyfriend. And you're like, hmm. Then y'all talking that talk, y'all walking that walk, and you have a need, you have an, you have a, you have an opening for a boyfriend to be filled, and you're like, yes, <laughs> let's go ahead, let's chit chat, let's talk over lunch, let's do lunch, let's do lunch. So now y'all doing lunch, y'all making them damn googly eyes, looking like a damn fool, just loving each other. You know what I'm saying? Loving each other. And next thing you know, y'all dating again. But you know damn well it is going to end on a bad note. I'm talking about a bad note. I'm talking about American Idol season one when all the people couldn't sing. Bad note. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about this bad note. <sighs> that note. So you know that shit's going to end on a bad note. But yet and still, you go ahead and you talk to them because you're like, you know, boom. So, guys, you're talking for three months. It's good. The next thing you know, you're like, what the hell did I ever see in you? That's how I feel about my relationship with working with McDonald's or any fast food restaurant chain. Um, <clears throat> honestly, unless I own it and I don't have to work there every day, I just have to manage it and um, delegate. <laughs> And collect them checks. <laughs> but also be a great boss and stimulate morale. Unless I have to do it. Unless that's what my that's what my position is in this role as working at McDonald's. I don't want to do it. And I'm talking about being the owner. I'd rather own the real estate and own the McDonald's versus just owning a McDonald's chain franchise because the real money's in the real estate. But hey, hey, in this fantasy, we're just giving we're just giving away McDonald's. So shit, let's do it. So anyway, I mean that's just how I feel about working at McDonald's. And lately, you know, you know, I would say last year, last year, and even the year before that, I had instances where, you know, I wasn't making as much money as a substitute, and my logic was, you know, maybe I should work at McDonald's and be a sub, you know, and just make that extra change. But the thing is, 
I was also doing that to make extra money so I could earn the cab money so I wouldn't have to walk with my daughter back and forth in the rain. And I was trying to find a way out, and it, you know, an excuse to cheat, something to get through. And I realized something, like, you don't need to do that. You're doing too much. Like, you need to just be a boss. You need to learn your business, and you need to stop overdoing the most. And that's what I was doing. And so last year, I tried to apply to McDonald's. And for a second, it didn't look so good. But then I finally got Shaw to say, hey, blah, 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 you know, we can hire you back. And then I realized, like, I don't want to work at McDonald's. I hate McDonald's. You know, and the money that I would have been making working at McDonald's would have been less than what I would making working every day as a substitute teacher and I hate working at McDonald's I don't hate being a substitute I hate working at McDonald's so it wasn't worth it then it would have been like the situation with who was going to watch my daughter and it just would have been not worth it and that's how I started feeling about becoming a parent pro because even though my daughter would go to teacher care my son could go get dropped off at the high school even though there was benefits where the teachers get, you know, you know, you get a discount with lunch, you get health care, you get a lot of benefits. <sighs> Freedom is not one benefit. I've heard very bad stories about, like, what you wear and what you do and how you, whatever, when you're a parent pro. You know, and me... I'm going to be honest, even if I woke up early, there would be moments where I might not be on time every day because of the fact, even though I live way, like, right next to the school, the issue would be basically walking in the rain with my daughter, you know, walking in the rain with my son, you know, trying to get an umbrella, you know, if the umbrella messes up, then, you know, trying to get there as fast as possible, you know. And then as a substitute teacher, you know, even if you get there earlier on time, you have to wait for somebody to sign you in. You know, as a parapro, you don't have that problem because you can just, you know, clock in, but you don't, you're not in charge of your destiny. You have to go to the meetings and you have to go do this and you have to do that as cool as that sounds and you get the cool little name tag you get the little lunch thing you get the, that's i don't see that as my destiny i don't know i mean i feel like i'm still weighing out the options but i don't think i'll be happy as a pair bro i think that i hear so many horror stories about being a pair bro from pair pros that it's like, why the fuck would I want to do this? Because it gives me a few more dollars? That's not what I want to do. And it's putting me in a position where I'm settling for doing something I don't even want to do. I just came in to be a substitute. At first, I did want to be a parable. Before I even thought about doing YouTube and MySpace and having a business, doing real estate and having a side job, I just was happy to be a substitute and not working at McDonald's. And then I thought about being a parapro so many times. It got rejected so many times because I didn't have as much experience um, that they saw. And 
now that they see my experience and now that they know that I'm capable of doing the job, it's great because, I mean, I feel like there will be more doors open. But I honestly, I honestly know I'm an entrepreneur at heart and a salesperson. That's, that's my goal. I love being a teacher and I love being a substitute, but I don't want to be a parapro. When you're a substitute, you can pick different gigs and different classes. And if you feel like, you know, it's one of those days where you want to just deal with fifth graders, you deal with fifth graders. If you want to just deal with first grade, you just, you know, you can leave early. You can, you know, say, hey, I just want to do half a day. And you don't have to explain it to anyone versus as a substitute teacher, I mean, as a parapro, you have to. Now, as a substitute, when you're doing a long-term gig, you do need to explain. But most of the time, when you're just doing a regular gig, you don't have to explain. And I think that's what my biggest thing is, a freedom, being a boss. I'm working to become more free. I'm working to become more free. Um, it's, a, it's an experience, you know? But... I'll get there. I mean, recently we have not been on food stamps. And you would think this is the best time to be on it because me not working. And But I realized I need freedom. When you live in a government apartment, you have to go and have inspections. And lately it feels like we have an inspection 20 times a month. It really does. And it's an invasion of privacy and there is no freedom. I'm blessed to live here because I could be on the streets. I know what it feels like to be in that situation. But I know that I'm ready to be free and be in charge of my own destiny. But it comes with time, patience, and a cost. I have to save money. I have to invest. I have to be my own boss. And I have to make sure I have enough money to make the money moves. And I can afford to do it by myself. Because even though I have a spouse and a partner, I need to know I can do it by myself without him. The truth is, I know how my bills go, and he knows how his bills go. And I know that even though we are a team, we have certain bills that we need to do. And I feel like if I add that extra bill, that extra rent for a more expensive place, it's going to be crazy, especially with us trying to start a business and taking money to invest in it. And it's more of a calculated risk if I just... Be patient and wait and just divvy things out over time versus being reckless and just pushing forward and then putting us in a predicament where it not only will take longer to do what I want to do, but it will also stress us out more and inevitably make it very hard to do what we can do. It'll be happen because I'm determined, but it'll make it an even longer journey than what it needs to be and it'll take away from what could be happening so yeah that's where i'm at that's where i'm at right now right now i'm going to take a short bristle because i've been talking a lot and i think i'm going to talk about the recent developments what is good we are back in the bristle um, I want to share some statistics for those of you guys who are entering in this time of your life who are trying to figure out what you want to do. 
in life. If you're starting a new business or if you're trying to figure out whether you should quit your job or if you're trying to figure out if you want to do something that has to do with the dream of yours that you've been thinking about your whole entire life or for quite some time, think about this. If you're starting a business, 20% of the businesses fail within the first year and 50% of small businesses fail within the fifth year. But it's also healthy, healthy and helpful to see how many terms American businesses survive and what kind of businesses survive those particular terms. And the truth is, even with those statistics, it doesn't mean that your business is going to fail or your dream is going to fail. It just means that you have to have enough drive and go get them attitude to get there. Inevitably, it is looking at what you have and figuring out where to go from there. Where do I start? Right now, in my own personal journey, I realize that I do live in a project. And in order for me to get out of this particular situation, I have to wean myself off of that extra assistance and put myself in a situation where we won't fail. Now, it's kind of tough to do that because of the fact that I am a substitute teacher. So bills fall and I don't know how we're going to start a real estate business with the coronavirus right now. I feel like we need to put that on pause until the time that it's appropriate because you never know, even though you can send digital contracts, there are some things that you may have to be in person for, like when you're closing the deal, or you may not have to. I think with all this big stuff going on, I want to try to put that on hold but still be educated in real estate. However, I do want to start our dropshipping business sometime soon. I feel like having an online store is a dope decision, but I have to make sure we have the funds to get enough actual um, product together. I mean, it's very important to have supply because without supply, you can't fulfill the demand. And in light of that situation, I realized that um, I want to do that. Plus, at some point, when we are able to see how this corona situation plays out, I feel like we need to go ahead and make a move. Um. There's nothing wrong with being consciously fearful when you're aware of your surroundings and you know that this is a better move. With me, I'm still debating. I know that I'm still trying to figure out what I should do. But with you, it may be something simple and obvious. If you know what you need to do, find out what you need to do first and make that move. 
Remember, if you love what you have, you have everything you need. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to wrap this post up. Until next time, you guys, smooches. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.